It's Daily Thunder, thundering out the truth of Jesus Christ live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more about our discipleship programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Now, here's Nathan Johnson. Uh, Well, we're going to be looking at Jeremiah chapter 2. I've just been, just for the last few months, been pondering this idea in Jeremiah chapter 2. And I just kind of wanted to bring you in on a thought uh, this morning. And it probably won't be very long, but just wanted to give you a little meditation. Uh, In the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is, uh, God speaking to Jeremiah. And he's speaking about two distinct problems that the people of Israel have. And if you have the Bible's Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13, it says this. Uh, For my people have committed two evils, says the Lord. Number one, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters. And number two, they have hewed out for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no waters. Uh, It's fascinating that God is saying there's two distinct issues when it comes to his people. Uh, Number one, they've rejected the fountain of living waters. And number two, rather than going to the source of the fountain of living waters, they've gone... Uh, the second half of that verse says they've hewed out for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Now, it's fascinating when you go to Israel, uh, all over the place there's these cisterns. Uh, and a cistern is like basically a, it's a cave that they've dug out, they've chiseled out, and it was there for holding water. In other words, it's not a well that you go and just uh, pull out water. It's a place where you have to bring buckets of water, pour it into this big, huge cavern, and it helps you in, in times of drought or in the times of famine and all that kind of stuff if you're under siege just to hold some water. Now, isn't it interesting that God is saying that the people have done two evils. One, there's this fountain of endless living water that you can just go to and it's a spring and you can always get water and it's always there and it's this fountain of just constant living water. But rather than turning to the water itself, the source, this wellspring, God says you've really rejected the wellspring and you've turned your back on it and you've done something else. Well, what have you done? Well, in your own effort, in your own ability, you've chiseled out this, this cavern, this rock, so you can hold water. Now, I find that fascinating that here's this easy source, here's this uh, accessible way of getting water, but rather than going to the place where it's accessible, going, rather than going to the place that's easy, rather than going to the place that actually has living water, I am by my own effort digging this cavern and creating this place so that I can really drag water in and uh, create this, well, uh, this, this storage unit where the water is no longer living. It's actually dead water. And what a sad reality, if you think about it, that rather than turning to the place of life, rather than turning to the place of the source, rather than turning to a place where uh, there's this endless abundant supply, the people have really turned their backs on that and they really dug for themselves in their own effort, by their own sweat of the brow, a place where they're going to have to drag the water in and it's not going to be a place of living water. It's going to be a place of stale, stagnant water. But what's interesting here in the passage, God makes it clear that it's not just that they've hewn out for themselves cisterns, that it is broken cisterns that can hold no water. And if you go to Israel, it's interesting that you go to these cisterns and these massive things or these huge rooms. But all over the place, because the lime has been cracked, there's these little cracks all down the wall. And as such, it can no longer hold water. The water is going to seep out into the earth. Do you realize how frustrating this must be that rather than going to the place, the source itself, they've literally turned their back on the source and they've dug out for themselves by their own sweat of the brow this place, this this storage unit that can't hold living water. It can only hold stale, stagnant water. 
But in the midst of them trying to put all this water in, there's a leak in the bucket, if you will, and now the cistern can no longer hold the water. It's leaking out. And God says, my people have done two evils. One, they've rejected that which is there, and two, they've tried by their own strength and their own ability to produce something that's not going to last, that, that's not going to bring salvation. It's not going to have any hope. It's not going to actually have any water in it because it's going to be a broken cistern. Now, if you take that idea and you come into the New Testament, specifically John chapter 4, I think it's just this incredible picture. Uh, here's Jesus. He's, he's in Samaria. He's talking to this woman at the well. And, of course, it's in the middle of the afternoon when people don't draw water, which means she's probably an outcast. And so here she is. She's, she's going to get her water. And Jesus says, hey, can I have a drink? And, of course, they have this discussion. And in the middle of the discussion, Jesus says, do you not recognize if you knew who I, you were talking, talking to, you'd be asking him for a drink? And Jesus gives this idea that I am the living waters. And so you see this fulfillment or this picture of what was said about in Jeremiah. That God in Jeremiah says, hey, my people have rejected me because I am the source of living waters. And we understand that it is perfectly fulfilled in Jesus in the new covenant. So think about this. God is looking at his people and speaks through the mouth of Jeremiah. And he says, my people have done two horrible things. One, I've supplied all that they need. I am all that they need. And of course, 2 Peter 1.3, which I quote all the time, but that in Jesus is everything that we need for life and for godliness. And Jesus says, here I am, the fountain of living waters. Hey, if you just come to me, you, you will never thirst again. I am all that you need. But rather than coming and living by my life, you've really rejected me, and out of your own effort, by the own sweat of your brow, you've turned within yourself, and you're trying to produce in and of yourself something that will hold water. But in and of yourself, you cannot create something that will hold water. That in and of yourself, your own ability is actually insufficient. It's a broken cistern. And all the effort you're going to have to go through, and all, and all the, the, the attempts of trying to make this cistern, you, you realize you're going to find that it's all for naught. And I think it's an incredible picture of, of the Christian life, that we as Christians are not to live by our own sourcing. Uh, we're not to live by our own strength. We're not to live by our own wisdom. We're not to live by our own intellect. We're not to live by our own whatever, our talent, our money, our whatever. Why? Because the moment we try to live by ourselves, in and, in and of ourselves, as ourself as the engine of our life, it's like we've rejected the fountain of living waters, and we've gone over and began to hew out the cistern. But the cistern can't actually hold the water because it's a broken cistern. There's cracks in it. And it's like God begins to say, do you, do you realize I've actually supplied all that you need for life and for godliness? I've supplied all that you need. I am the fountain of living waters. So don't forsake me and try to do something in your own effort. Hey, forsake your own effort and live by my resource. Live by my wisdom. Live by my ability. And I say this around here all the time, but I love that quote by Ian Thomas, where Ian Thomas says that if the Christianity that you are living can be explained in terms of you, whether it be your willpower, your talent, your money, your courage, your, your whatever, then although you may have the Christian life, you are not yet living it. Because the reality is the only explanation for our life as Christians is to be Jesus Christ. It's not supposed to be us and what we can do and what we can do for him as much as what he is longing to do in and through us. That we are to be living by the fountain of living waters. 
We are to live by the source, the resource of the living God. And may we not commit the same two evils that God is speaking to Jeremiah, where we have forsaken that which is there, the, the fountain of living waters, and we've turned and began to hew out our own cistern. See, we are not to live out of our own self. We are to live out of his resource and his ability. So those of short meditation, my encouragement for this morning and for this week and this new year as we're entering into it is, hey, let us not turn within ourselves and in and of our own effort, in our own ability, try to whip up something that we think can, can sustain us. Because the reality is the best that we can do is still but a broken cistern. Or as Isaiah says, the best that we can pull off is still but filthy rags. That the only life that you and I are able to live is the life of him who indwells us. That the indwelling life of Christ by the Holy Spirit is to be the resource and the essence of our very existence. That the only explanation for our life, as Ian Thomas says, is to be Jesus Christ. So is that true in your life? When someone looks at your life, is the only explanation for your life Jesus? Do, do they look at your life and begin to realize that what's coming out of you is that you're being sustained by this fountain of living waters? that you're not just holding some still stagnant water that's, that has this leak in it, but rather there's this endless supply of life and joy and love and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. That the reality of the life of Christ is just bubbling forth out of you. Why? Because you just can't help yourself because it is a fountain of living waters and it's an endless supply for all that you need. And my prayer is that as we go into this new year, we live by that rather than trying to hew out for ourselves these broken cisterns that can actually hold no water. Well, let's pray. Lord, we love you. And Lord, even though it's a short thought, I just pray that, that you would take this reality of what it means to live by your resource, by your indwelling life. And Lord, I pray that we wouldn't just turn within ourselves. And Lord, I just pray that we wouldn't just live by our own effort. God, I pray that we wouldn't just live by our own talent or our own money. Our own, our, our, our own ability. God, I pray that we would live from you and through you and to you for your praise and for your glory. God, I pray that as we are getting close to this new year, Lord, that this new year would not be defined by us. It would be defined by you. Lord, that this new year would not be what we can somehow pull off for you, but all that you are pulling off in and through us. Lord, I pray that our life would be a demonstration of the fountain of living waters. Lord, I pray that our life would just be a showcase of the greatness and the grandeur and the glory of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that our lives would be totally inexplainable to the world around us. That when the world looks at us, they can't, they can't explain how we are living our lives outside of you. Lord, we need that. We, we need to be Christians in this hour. So, Lord, whatever it is you need to do to pull that off, Lord, I just pray that, that you would do that in our lives so that we would live by the life of Jesus Christ, this fountain of living waters. Lord, thank you for such an opportunity. We love you. We just give the praise and the glory in your precious, powerful name. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily weekdays at 8.15 a.m. and weekends at 9.15 a.m. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. 
We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellerslie.com. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.